Hello, welcome into episode 18 of the Beards Watch podcast. The podcast is now old enough to vote, 18. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Tom Parkman, joined as always by Mr. Jacob Rowland. Thank you, Tom. And first, we got a shout-out. That's for Shoddy Lowe. Passed away last uh, last Wednesday, and his that song right there, Day No, was a... Uh, it was a jumper. Me and my buddy Cheeks, I, like, when I listened to it last week after he passed away, it, like, started sending me flashbacks. And so I dedicated my past weekend to him as I drank a lot of booze, and I had to give him a shout-out there. He, I have no idea who he is, but all right. right. <laughs> well, he did Laffy Taffy. You wouldn't know that Nope, either. still not. All right, so we're here with two Calebs, one with a C, one with Caleb a K. Caleb and Caleb. Um, let's see. Caleb Smith is here. He is a Hopewell alumni. He also is currently attending UNC Charlotte and also a pie cap there, correct? Yes, sir. Well, you got the shirt on. I hope that's the truth. All right. Yes. So he, just, he just stole that. He just yeah, stole that. it could happen there in college. How you doing, Caleb? Good. Great to be on the show. I'm excited. Okay. All right. And the second Caleb we got with a K, also a Hopewell alumni, NC State grad of... Oh, or 13. Do that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 13. Oh, 09. Oh, 09 for high yeah. school, 13 for college. Works at NASCAR Productions, also works with both. Well, Tom's also NASCAR now, but works in the same building as, as myself. So uh, we pass each other in the hallways and all that's kind of jazz. Yeah, we talk to Caleb every now and then. I yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so tell us both, you, Caleb uh, Combs, that's right, I almost drew a little mind blank there. Tell us a little, the audience about yourself, they don't know who you are. Uh, I'm a Charlotte native. Okay. I was born and raised here. I uh, went to school at NC State, graduated with a communication degree um, with a focus in TV production, and now I'm an associate producer for NASCAR Productions and Fox Sports on Race Hub. And, much like myself, a diehard Jeff Gordon fan. Yep. Maybe. Are you, so, are you still considered, like, fans? You never stop being a Jeff Gordon fan? I don't, how does that, like, obviously you're still a fan, but yeah, I guess you, this year you got to root for him for a couple races because mm-hmm. he came back for the end. You know what's weird? Is this is the first time I've ever enjoyed a NASCAR race this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah. For the first time ever. Okay. First All right. Ever. Nah, they, we, I talked about this with a couple guys at work. I may have talked about it when you killed. The, uh, since, since Gordon's been back filling in for Dale Jr. on a part-time basis, it's, it's just not doing it for me anymore because I don't think Jeff's heart's in it. He's just out there... Logging laps. out the team, logging laps. It's not the same. I'd be. He's got two more races coming up this season. One this weekend. I'd be all right if he just walked away and let Alex Bowman drive the car the rest of the year. I don't think Gordon has anything left to prove. Now. Couldn't agree more. And I love the way he left it last year in Homestead and um, leaving with the win in Martinsville. And now it's kind of been weird this year. Yeah. It's been very weird. It's like Brett Favre coming back and back and back. It is. Yeah. So, Caleb Smith, tell the, tell the audience a little bit about yourself in case they don't know anything. So, like other Caleb, I'm also a Charlotte native, a uh, Hopewell grad of 2010. I'm currently going to UNC Charlotte, uh, trying to get my communications degree with focus in mass media. Uh, whenever I graduate, who knows when that'll be, I'm looking to be in a producing of some sport of some type. Probably not NASCAR, because I'm not a huge NASCAR fan. <laughs> Stay in as long as you can. <laughs> Don't grow up. Don't ever grow up. I'm enjoying it right now. Yeah. Good. Nice. Yeah, and Caleb and I, well, wild thing was, Caleb and I lived in the same neighborhood growing up, played baseball with his older brother, Josh. Mm-hmm. And then he, your brother's getting married this weekend, right? Yep. Exactly. And then also, you worked with me a little bit on the assignment desk before you said, bump this 4 a.m. shift, <laughs> I'm out of here, right? I mean, that's how I remember it going, yeah, correct? Yeah, that's how okay, it Okay, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's a good story. <laughs> all right. So, so, all three of you graduated from Hopewell. Yep. To the local Charlotte High School. You're Huntersville. All, Huntersville. Sorry, Huntersville. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Charlotte area. I know. For, for my people up in Connecticut, it's all Charlotte. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh... You were all there at the same time. Did any of you know each other in high school? Well, you said you played baseball. Yeah, I played baseball with his brother. Yeah. But he, so he, yeah, so you grad. I didn't realize you were that much younger. And I, I think my brother was 09, too. Cause I was, knew you from sporting events. Like yes, football, exactly. Football, basketball games, games and all yeah. that kind of, And I was on Titan TV yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2007 when I was there. Yeah. So, yeah, we were all there at the same time. Yeah. 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 No. It's a big school. It is. It was. You weren't, you weren't all sitting together at the lunch table together. No, because nah, we, we probably had, like, we probably had different lunches, and because at the time I was there, I think it was my senior year, or my junior year, we were the biggest school in North Carolina. We had over two thousand kids. Yeah. So, and I remember going, "Wow, we really are." And I remember going to college. I don't know if you guys had happened and talk. You start meeting different people from different areas, and they're like, "Yeah, I graduated with a hundred people in my senior class," and I was like, 
what? Mine was like 900. What do you mean? They're like, what? Really? I was like, yeah, yeah it was 900. They're like, no, you can't be like, no, I'm being serious with you. So you see people in the hallway you've never seen before every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very true. My, uh, my high school when I graduated was 2250. Oh, wow. So this was, was a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Although my graduating class was only 350. We started with 700 kids freshman year. We graduated 350. Go Manchester. Wow, okay. Well, all right, now you just doubted me on your education there. How did you get into UConn, Tom? Hey, listen, Manchester's a rough area. There's not always kids dropping out. There's other reasons. All right, so since Tom and I talked about this earlier, we gave a brief synopsis before we came down here, before we started the podcast. If you've been present in this world the past couple weeks, or at least this past week, you've seen the, the happenings in Charlotte, not so happy happenings. Started with Charlotte, uh, Charlotte has not been portrayed in a great light. Yes, nationally, the last started. Time. You know, we're not going to get into the poli- necessarily politics of it and the ifs and and buts and and should the cops have sh- this and this. You know, cops shot, killed a man, man died, and that's that sucks. No matter who it is, what it is, and then there were some peaceful protests. Then there were some riots. There's the riots kind of subsided after I think like what around Friday night. No. It really, the worst of it was one night. It was Wednesday, a, night. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, and then a little bit Thursday night, but Wednesday was the worst, yeah. worst. Wednesday was the worst. Hornets team store broken into, a lot of hotels, windows the, busted the out. NASCAR headquarters had their... And the Observer NASCAR headquarters were, were damaged. A guy was shot that night. A guy, somebody ended up dying a shot that night, so that was the worst. And had a lot of people, I mean, we recorded our show on Race Hub at 3 o'clock on Thursday, so people could make sure they could get home safe. We actually had to cancel a soccer event we were going to have in the building on Sunday because people didn't want to fly in. Anyway, so we felt like we, if we didn't at least touch it and give our somewhat you know, opinions on it, we would do a disservice to anybody else. I mean, it, it affected us. I remember, like I said, to me, you look on TV and you're like, wow, I've, I've drank beers there, the epicenter. I've gotten drunk there. It's, it's a safe place I've walked and seen people destroy it. It's kind of like you see it in other places and you're like, well, yeah, I don't really know that area. But to see something that you call your home – is different. And so what I told these guys earlier was like, regard. I mean, my bold statement is the protests were fine. We get that as a peaceful protest. You're allowed that. When you got to the rioting, okay, no matter who who you are, whatever it is, destroying stuff's not gonna you know yeah. not gonna it, solve anything. It hurts the message of the people that are yes. trying to make a difference. Yes, it does. Because it's the people that are out there and saying, you know, we're angry at the situation. You have to listen to us. And then somebody else comes in and breaks a window, and nobody wants to listen to the yeah. person that's making a, yeah. a strong statement anymore. Yeah. Now everybody's focused on, oh, look, that guy destroyed something. Let's all talk about him. And it's it dilutes the message. And there's several reports that were floating around that something in the area of 70% of the people that were arrested for the vandalism and the rioting were from outside Charlotte. It was yeah. just people looking to cause trouble, yeah. to get some free stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's a rough situation i'm obviously i've been down here seven years i'm not a charlotte native but charlotte's been my home for seven years you hate to see what's happened in the city obviously like you said i i reiterate your statement regardless of the situation it's always terrible if somebody loses their life Mm -hmm. uh you can people are going to go round and round over the situation and what caused it and who is at fault three videos have been released now and it's hard to say what actually happened, even yeah. with those three videos. Uh, I I hope that level heads, cooler heads prevail in the coming weeks, and people actually work stuff out. I'm all for the peaceful protest, uh, but at the end of the day, we're four middle class white guys in our twenties and early thirties. Like, yeah. we're not the people that are directly that, involved. And in I this. think that's <clears> the <throat> big key: is I try not to overstep my bounds. And yeah. and 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 the thing is, like, I want to reiterate is if you don't see that there is a problem with cops killing people unjustifiably, or even if they see a gun, there's got to be another way. I get it. I never would actually. I don't really get it because I haven't been in a cop shoe. I don't know how scared you are, but, you know, not even... That's, if you step away from the Charlotte one and you step to the one in Tulsa, that one, where the guy's terrible. hands up and they shoot him seven times, mm-hmm. there's no... He, here's he had, you here's know, the just, one thing I will say and the one trap that people fall into. Not every situation is the same. Each of them could have been handled differently. Each of them played out differently. I understand the frustration in all of them, but you can't look at all of them in the same light. You have to... I see that the people are still... The, the, one, the, the one factor is people are kept being killed. Yep. Oh, without So that. with that, I understand, like I said, some have guns, some don't. But to me, there's got to be a, a solution starting mm-hmm. to talk about it. Is there, like, could that woman have tased him a couple of times? Was there something they could have, 
hit him with other than seven shots to the chest and killed him. You know, the video of the of the guy sitting, where it was Facebook Live, where his girlfriend was sitting there, he reaches for his cell phone and they unload a whole clip into him sitting in his car. I mean, there's something going on there. I don't know the answer. I don't have the answers. But there's, it's an issue that needs to be looked at. Regardless. You know, I look at it from both sides, and it's almost like when you look at it from the cop side, I understand, you know, your life's on the line every time you go out to work, yeah. and that's a crazy thing. But when you look at it from the other side, it's like if you're scared to get pulled over, if you're scared of the people that are supposed to be protecting you, so it's like it's very it's a, difficult. Yeah. It's very a very touchy situation. But, yeah. but going back to the Charlotte thing, you know, Charlotte's home. It's been home for all 25 years of my life, and. It was surreal watching what was going on last Wednesday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. And, you know, last year you look at Baltimore and Ferguson, you're like, it looks like a war zone. That would, thank God, that would never happen where I live. We did have a situation last year, not to the scale of what happened last week. Uh, There was a ruling of a cop that had killed a guy, and they did not press charges. I think it was the ruling. They exonerated him. And there were protests. I think the worst that happened was a couple of rocks got thrown at the Charlotte Knights Stadium. That was yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And we all thought, oh, cooler heads prevailed. And then this happened. And you're like, you know, we're not immune from this. Like, yeah. every, this is a national issue. This isn't one city. This isn't one state. Everybody's dealing with this in some form or another. And it does need to be addressed. And hopefully those parties can be involved and address yeah. this. And Well, as you said, we're four white guys. <laughs> I don't think our parents ever told us when we were growing up what like if you get pulled over you should be okay and as a lot of african-american guys that i've talked to their main thing is their first thing their parents tell them to do is you might die because there's plenty of stories you can hear from people of you know i've had friends get pulled over and the first thing that happens is there's a gun in their face and they may you know with us we're just worried about a taillight being out getting a ticket with them they're actually worried for the life and that's something that we've never had to really deal with or feel you know so but, Caleb, do you want to say anything on it before we move to happier times or maybe sadder times, depending on how you look at the Panthers Sadder. So. Sadder. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Tuesday night when this was all happening, I was actually leaving UNC Charlotte's campus and see three helicopters flying over and police cars zooming everywhere while I'm sitting on 485. And then I, I get home, and I didn't really think much of it because, you know, it's Charlotte, stuff happens. And then I get a call from one of my friends asking me what's going on, and I had no idea, and then I get on Facebook, and Facebook's blowing up with these uh, starting riots going on, and then I do a little more research, <clears throat> and I see what's going on, and and I'm like, I was, 10 minutes ago, I was two miles from where this is all happening, and and could have been in that, could have been stuck in that, and yeah. it was, like Caleb said, surreal being in Charlotte, and this is happening to you, and and watching, turning on the TV, and you switch to CNN, and their main focus is Charlotte, and and it's just crazy watching this all happen. Well, I'm sitting in Huntersville, 15 miles from downtown Charlotte or uptown Charlotte, watching this is going on. It's just crazy. I'm glad it's dying down now, though. Protesters are uh, seem to be more peaceful, which is absolutely okay. And I wish that would have been from the start, because like Tom was saying, their message got diluted by all the uh, all the antics that happened. Wednesday and Thursday night. I'm just glad to see it turning a new leaf getting better. Yeah. There was the two last things I'll touch on, uh, social media related. There was a lot of bad info that was going around. Uh, I know I live up north side, north of Charlotte in Concord by Concord Mills Mall that we have. And there was a rumor that went around Thursday night that said 10,000 people were going to go like loot and riot at Concord Mills and everybody need to, needed to evacuate the area. They evacuated the mall. Everybody got sent home early. Not one person showed up. Yeah. And that was, that's yeah. a mile from my house. Like, it's just bad info that went around. The other one, which Caleb actually participated in on, on social media, Caleb Combs, not Caleb Smith. Uh-uh. <laughs> I think it was Thursday as well. People started doing check-ins on Facebook to see if you were safe <laughs> or not. And... Somebody posted something like, if you're checking in safe from Valentine, which is down south of the city and is a very affluent, well-off area, you're not helping the cause. You were never in danger. No. No. And I, I just don't understand that. <laughs> yeah. It was. Like, people were checking in. Like, I remember sitting here, and I think Trent was sending, yeah. like, he was like, I'm just going to start asking people if they're safe, even though I know they're not around it. So, yeah, people were checking in from, like, Hickory and other places. Like, like, come on. You're man. not helping at all. If you're checking in from the coach store at South Park Mall, <laughs> you're not helping out. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, we'll go into that, which then 
you know, there was some suspicion about maybe it would affect the Panthers game when they had to move it. It did not affect anything besides maybe the performance on the field of the Carolina Panthers. But I had to listen to the first quarter and a half in my car coming back from Charleston from a wedding we were at. Uh, started off the game pretty well. Then all of a sudden, it, the safety came and just kind of just it, it kind of reminded me of the Super Bowl. It kind of reminded me of the first game of the season. It seems like we made no halftime adjustments. Maybe you know Cam was perfect before he kind of rolled his surgically repaired ankle. But then again, we had a couple penalties. Kelvin Benjamin's play got called back. That was a touchdown. Artist Payne's run before the sack gets called a twenty-yard run, and then even on the safety. He could have checked down to Ed Dixon. It's, it's one of those things, just like a, a snowball effect. So it just kind of – it was a poo-poo game for me in that aspect. Yep. Well, well, what about you guys? I was at the game. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I flew – I was in New Hampshire for the race this weekend okay. uh, for the truck race. And I flew home Sunday morning. And I saw on the plane that ESPN put out a report that there would be riots and stuff. At, yeah. And that the protesters were going to block the entrance and stuff. So – we got there. We tried to get in early. Um, I haven't been to a. I haven't been present in the stadium for a Panthers loss since middle school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, I have been lucky. And, and yeah. I went to one game during the two and fourteen Jimmy Clausen year, and, and we won it. Wow. <laughs> you are lucky. So, that's real lucky because I've seen a yeah. couple losses in there. So, so, so we went to the game and uh, got in fine, no pro. So wait, were you thinking like there's no way we could lose this? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was so confident. Yeah, and I, I was rolling in there very confident, and you know. Without Adrian Peterson, you know, Sam Bradford. The left tackle. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is going to be a 14-point win. Yeah. Gets back on track from the Denver loss a couple weeks ago. And I'll tell you what, man. You you get a different perspective from inside the stadium than watching on TV. Yeah. And while watching it, I um, it, it was weird. It was a very weird feeling. And I cannot agree more that it was exactly like the Super Bowl. Yeah. It seems like the Vikings made a bunch of adjustments. Mm-hmm. And we didn't adjust with them. Nope. And... Everything just felt very awkward. Jacob said this on Sunday, and I think you said it the first game of the season, too, that there's a game plan to beat the Panthers right now. It is. It's the blueprint set. You've got to be able to pressure Cam. Yep. And while I agree, I think you have to have a certain personnel. Oh, absolutely. Not every defense can do that. And I think Denver and Minnesota might be the two best Mm -hmm. defenses. Well, they've got two speed rushers. Everson Griffin's – he's been under the radar because the Vikings have been kind of middling doo-doo. And then you got Von Miller, and there's, there's only one Von Miller, but that athletic. But another th- key that looked at it is the, we were up 10 8 at half. We go in, and if you look at some of those plays where Cam sacked, and you have the screenshots, I know you follow Carolina Huddle, he was doing this. There's no one receiver ready to take it. He, Shula loves these long developing routes, and they're great when you can protect. Yeah. But when your quarterback's getting blasted, and they're bringing seven guys or six guys, it's got to be like somebody's got to be like, go just up the middle and turn around real quick. And, and if, if now some of it is Cam holding the ball too yeah. long, but yeah. some of that's got to be on the blame of if the routes are too long and the receivers aren't looking for it, then we're you know he, he's trying to get these th- you know on first and ten there's no need for a seven step drop and to be running past the chains have somebody running in and just kind of yeah. sitting in the middle, and that's what it kind and then it seemed like I said the Vikings came out and just dinked and dunked on the defense dinked and dunked and we just kept trying to complete the big ball and it never never yeah, mustered anything. I usually we watch the games at your place most of the time. Uh, and I'm, without a doubt, the one non-Panthers fan in the room. So I never really have a rooting interest in who wins the game. I just want to watch the game. Tom did yell something. I was getting really frustrated at how much Cam was holding the ball. Like, he was sacked, what, eight times? Yeah. Total sacks? Yeah. Four of those are on him. Yeah. you got to get rid of it, or you got to take off. And the, sa- the, thing, the, the most frustrating thing was um, in the safety. The safety. I was yelling at yeah. in the stadium. Ed Dixon was wide open. Yeah, he was. He was. That's, that's, Three seconds that's before safety, he got sacked. That safety was Cam's fault. Yeah. Though Michael Orr got completely manhandled on that play, he still had an outlet where he yeah. could have gotten it out. And it, the thing was, it was what, like second and six? And it could have it was have been an easy play just to get okay, then we'll go third and three or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It yeah, it was very Michael Orr's worst game as a Panther. I I, oh, I can't so think of another worst game. The worst game to get yeah, besides the Super Bowl. That was mostly, mostly rumors, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. So Caleb, what are you, you feeling you all right? Ah, no. <laughs> no. Were you there too? I was there too. Okay, because yeah. you have season tickets, correct? You and your yeah, brother, yeah. do you split them, or is this it a family was, thing? A, between four people in the family, we split them. And I was at this game. I went to last week's game in San Francisco too. That was a fun one. Then this week, coming in, you know, we're we're at ten nothing, and then they get the safety. And I'm like, okay, that's two points. But then after Jake, like 
Jacob said he rolled his ankle. The game just – that was it. They didn't score again. Cam yep. got sacked like seven more times. He had three interceptions. Two were okay. The one was at the end of the half. Yeah. And his third one was a desperation toss. Yeah, I'm fourth down, whereas like, yeah. yeah, okay. That, but, under, that, that second interception was terrible. The second yeah. interception, yeah, really sure he, he wasn't open, never was open. But the whole game, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm sitting in the upper bowl, and I'm watching this. You can see everything going on. And every single play, Kelvin Benjamin, one-on-one on his man, not once did he get thrown the ball. Yeah. No, that was baffling. We sat there at the as we were watching from home, and I, I'm a for some reason I can really get into Panther stats, and I know stuff. And I remember sitting there in the third quarter, and we were sitting there, I'm like, I don't think he's caught him. And Alex, I listened to a good chunk of it. By the way, the radio broadcast of the Panthers games is atrocious. I don't know if you guys have ever listened to it, but half the time – you, you hear Mick well, Mixon. The, the TV broadcast wasn't much That's, better. But here, like, at least with the TV, I can see what's going on. On the radio, I'm totally dependent on them. And I hear, oh, it's dropped. It's caught. He's dropped down for it. And I'm like, did he, did he didn't say he catch it? Did he catch it? Did he not catch it? Does drop mean he dropped the ball? Does it drop mean they tackled him? Anyway, that's a sidestep. And we sat there going, wait, I don't think I don't think Kelvin's caught one pass. And then it was like, I don't think Del, uh, Funches has caught one pass. And he had that one third down drop. Early in the game, which was bad, yeah. but you don't, t- yeah, you don't target Kelvin until the last one of your last drives that you're just desperation trying to get some points. That was that was bad. I don't know. That was weird. So I'll admit it. I'm an over emotional Panthers fan. <laughs> you, no. you saw that after week one. Yes. Yeah. For, for anybody that doesn't know Caleb Combs, if you follow him on his social media, he'll get fired up. He'll start arguing with people. So at one point last year, I don't remember which game it was. I think it was one of the playoff games. There was a video posted of you. No, it's that, a, was, that was a regular season game. Oh, it was a regular season game. Of you jumping around in some busted-ass uh, basketball shorts, just losing your mind. It was it was a sight to see. It was after the Seahawks game when Olsen scored. Oh, in the first <laughs> game. Yeah. So if you, if you want a good time, follow Caleb Combs on social media and see his insanity. There are very few people who can watch a Panther game with me more than once. Um, so I'm very over-emotional. But the, the the truth is, is I don't feel I'm not worried yet. Yeah, I, well, that's a big changing guard that you yes. had since after week one. You were right. like, you were like ready to have the number three draft pick. No, that's not, not true. That's not true. <laughs> well, after week one, I was worried because I'm like, I wanted the number one seed in the NFC. I've, I've, I kind of switched my role here. I, I'm okay with having a first round bye or maybe a third and fourth seed. I, I'm not worried about the NFC South. I'm yeah. truly not. It's and even, Atlanta looks. Well, Atlanta looks like they last year. Yeah. They have a good offense, and their defense yeah. gives up. Well, they points. always so, start off somewhat hot, yeah. and then they crack the bit. I'm, I'm still in the mindset that the Panthers are going to win that division. The only one I think that can give them trouble is Atlanta, and I don't think they're going to. I think nine and seven can win the division, and I think eleven and five is what the Panthers end up going. I think we're looking twelve and four. You still think twelve? Wow. And four? So you're going two lost rest away. We're going to lose to the Cardinals, and I think we'll lose one division. I don't, I don't know, know the Cardinals right Not now. The Cardinals, sorry, the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks are going to lose that one. Yeah, because Cardinals, I I don't think Palmer has just he's, yeah, he's fallen off. Man. Now he blew it up in that Bucks game, but again the Bucks are still yeah. young team. They're learning stuff, but. I thought for sure in the pick'em league, I was like, oh, it was either going to be Buffalo. But, but then again, I should have thought that's Rex Ryan's perfect game. Rex Ryan loves everybody to trash him and their ass and they're terrible. Then he comes out and beats a team like yeah. the Cardinals, and that's still people many consider top, and they are they still have a lot of talent. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. But You know what the Cardinals remind me of? The 2010 Panthers. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. Coming yeah. off of that playoff game yeah. last year where Carson Thu had six turnovers, yeah. five or six turnovers, reminds me of Jake DeLoma in yeah. 09 against the Cardinals. With five or six turnovers, they came back the next year and went like six and ten. Yeah, yeah. and they kind of remind me of that Carson's older. Their defense is still good and scary. But He's had that elbow and the thumb issue. Yeah. But yeah, uh, as a whole, the NFC is not playing out the way I thought it was going to, and it's probably not playing out the way a lot of people thought it was going to. Because yeah. Seattle looks very beatable. Uh, well, Russell, like, Wilson Russell Wilson's is, been he's a, something's gonna like he's, yeah. gonna, he's they're gonna have to sit him because now he's got what. One of the other ankles is hurt, and then the opposite knee is hurt. Yeah. So, and to me, you can keep playing with that, but at some point, something's going to happen when you have an injury where it's going to be worse than a sprain or a high, you know, and he and he's just going to want to keep playing. Like they're going to roll him out in a wheelchair, and so and we'll see. The, the Cardinals aren't nearly what people thought they were, and then you got Minnesota and Philadelphia sitting undefeated at the top of the conference, and it's when does Sam Bradford start playing like Sam Bradford? Wait, and Sam Bradford? Oh, you mean Minnesota. Minnesota. And then okay. where, when does Carson Wentz come back to earth? 
Falcons started what five and zero last year, six and zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about either of those teams. Well, I think Minnesota's defense is. Great. I'd be I'd be more worried about Minnesota because of defense. We yeah. saw last year what a team with a really really good defense can do with a mediocre yeah. quarterback. Because let's face it, Peyton Manning was mediocre last year. Yeah, and they yeah. won the Super Bowl. They also had some weapons. I think Bradford is actually with the best. I mean, there are well the best. Like said, we don't know Peters coming games. back. We don't know. I mean, Stephon Diggs. Is, I like Stephon Diggs. Cordell Patterson can't do anything except return kicks. Yeah. It's going to be interesting if because they have a lot of young guys, and I think Bradford's with with the, one of the best offensive quarters. He knows it's kind of like his system, uh, a North Turner system, is what he would thrive in. So we'll see how it goes down. They still got to, you know, Packers are still up there. They just beat them, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, and I think eventually Carson Wentz, once they get more tape on him. Yeah. He'll come down to earth, too. I mean, he can't he can't be this great, can he? Well, maybe well, he can. You see the Philadelphia media already around him. Super Bowl champion, yeah, saying he's a Hall of Famer. They had, they had coach called Carson Wentz, Peyton Manning-ish. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, pump the brakes, pump it down. You know, like, Look at all the hot takes we had in week one, oh, how wow. wrong we were about some the of those. Jaguars look like boo-boo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. They're exciting to watch. They're not going to win a game, but oh. they're exciting to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, it's definitely been. A, it's, I even think week three was just a funky week. Yeah. I mean, I, it, just a lot of teams you thought were going to win lost. A lot of teams you thought were going to lose one kind of thing, and it's just yeah, just. It was How about the week. freaking Patriots? Yeah, that game. You're thinking when's the one time the Texans are going to go into New England and they're going to beat them? They got a backup third string quarterback. Like, there's no way Jacoby Brissett's going to go. The Texans just whipped up on two other teams. They laid an egg. And they and I, I was just like, I texted Tom, you know, I had a couple beers. I texted Tom, I was watching him, I was like, never bet against Belichick unless it's in a Super Bowl against the Giants. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, like, good Lord, like, yeah. he just comes up. LeGarrette Blunt's, I think, leading the league or second in the league in rushing. Like, what? Yeah. LeGarrette Blunt? Like, what the world? So, they're going to be the class of the AFC, it looks like. I mean, uh, always they have been. Denver's scary still, but I, I still think it'll be New England. The thing you have to remember is, yeah, they're 3-0, yeah, they look good. They get Tom Brady back yeah. fresh yeah. in week five. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. He hasn't been Speaking of Tom He's Brady, fresh. Right yeah. Did you see him? Did yeah. you see the photos that yeah. came out? He was sunbathing. But ass naked. Yeah, but ass naked. He's living life. He's living life. Talk about some deflated balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gracious. But yeah, that was, I saw it. I was like, wow. He is, he's just like, ah, I'll come back and sling the rock around here in a couple weeks. No so, worries. So we were, we were throwing around this stat the other night. I think we realized it late in the game, in the day on Sunday that so there's five undefeated teams left in the NFL. It's the Broncos, Patriots, Vikings, Eagles, and I just forgot one. Uh, Ravens. Ravens, that's the other one. Of those five teams, four of them have played with quarterbacks that didn't start on the team or weren't on the team last year. The Patriots had Garoppolo and Brissett. Uh, neither one had started a game. Ravens, obviously, have Flacco. He's the only one. Broncos are starting Simeon, who never started a game this, until this year. And then the Eagles have Wentz, and the Vikings have Bradford. Neither of them were on the team last year. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Not only to have the turnover like that, to put in young guys, and then to come out and have that success. Obviously, as we just said a few minutes ago, still early in the season. Yeah. Any of this could change. But that's still incredible to do that off the start. Especially yeah. in a situation with Bradford, Bradford who came in at the last yeah. second yeah. and took over a team that he didn't <laughs> think he was going to be on. But this is the way Bradford should have been playing his whole career, correct? Like, that's why they, they paid him $78 million in St. Louis. Don't forget, like, he that's had, why he's been traded for three number one overall picks. Like, he's been traded for number ones all over the place. So. He had a decent rookie season. Yeah. They nearly won the division in a ter- admittedly yeah. terrible division that year because I think they went 7-9. Yeah, nine, and they beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks beat them in the last game of the season. And got so, he had a decent rookie season, and then injuries just derailed yeah. his career. I was about to say, he hadn't been injured. Who knows where he'd be right now. And we all laughed at Chip Kelly last year when he said, I could get a first-round pick for Sam Bradford right now. A year later, a year older, they didn't get our first-round pick. Chip Kelly hasn't said a lot of smart things in the NFL, but that might have been one of them. We look back on and go, oh, okay, all right, he was speaking the truth. So, But it's worked out for him. The Vikings feel like they have a Super Bowl year, and I'm a Super Bowl team, so I guess you got to go out and pay the price. So, it you know, supply and demand, as they say. Through week three, here are your playoff teams in the NFC. Eagles, Vikings, Falcons, Rams, division winners. With the Seahawks and Giants as your wild yeah. cards. Yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> so let's talk about my Giants. 
We were all in misery together on Sunday, Tom. (laughs) It was a tough loss to the Redskins. Always a tough loss for a division team. Always a tough loss against Washington. I am so sick of watching Giants games where they play stupidly. They had overkill. You mean Odell Beckham? The whole team. Because he was an idiot. Look up real quick how many penalty yards they had in that game. Because at one point, I think it's over 130 yards. Penalties? It was like 130 yards in penalties, which is just ridiculous. You can't play like that. And it's, yes, it's Odell's fault. Weston Richburg got freaking ejected from the game. They all had stupid penalties in bad situations. I'm sick of watching games like that. Because it frustrates me to no end that they have talent on that team. I mean, the offense is good. The defense is better now because of the changes they made. What was it? 11 penalties for 128 yards. 128 yards in penalties. Or are you sick of Eli just throwing your sense? No, because I know what Eli is. Eli's what he's always been. He can put up 400 yards and he's going to throw three interceptions. He could win you four games or he could win you a Super Bowl. I know what I'm going to get out of Eli. That pick at the end of the game didn't surprise me at all because I've been seeing it for years. It's... (laughs) <laughs> if he's if you're gonna play badly and get beat, I understand it, and you got to make changes. If you're gonna play well and make stupid decisions mm-hmm. and then get beat, it's it's so bad. Okay. And then, so I saw today, uh, most of us, well, two of us, sometimes Jacob, work on NASCAR Race Up. Our show airs from six to seven. Before us on FS1 is the Colin Coward and Jason Whitlock show. We don't usually get to watch the show because we're in rehearsal. But I looked up today, and there was a uh, the graphic on the screen that said, Odell Beckham Jr. needs to curb his diva attitude. And I thought, that is the perfect statement. Like, he plays with so much passion and emotion that it goes too far. Yeah. Like, you have to find that line where you stop playing like an idiot and just play the damn game. He has the talent. Just play the damn game. I know the Redskins won the game. Who won the matchup between Josh? Beckham did. He had like 120 something yards yeah. on or something, and a touchdown. Still lost the game. But yeah, so, still... so what does that accomplish? Yeah. Like you had a good fantasy day. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the funniest thing I got out of that has been the gifts that people have made <laughs> yeah. with the net. Yeah. I saw. Did y'all see the Mortal Kombat one? Uh-uh. Oh, it's fancy. So it's like Odell <laughs> Beckham standing there, like the Mortal Kombat, like the old like Super Nintendo Mortal yeah. Kombat. And it's the net. And then it shows, like, the net jumps out and hits him. And then the net comes out and, like, hits him again. And it's, like, finish him in a big L comes down. Because like, they got the loss. It's, like, <laughs> fatality. It's fantastic. Hit the Twitter. And then, like, the ones where the net's hitting him and the gifts and stuff. Those have been the best part of this whole thing. Yeah, it's, the internet always wins. Yeah, it does. He, it does. he does it to himself. Like, yeah. the reason that people are getting on him is because he... Well, he has those sideline tantrums. He's, yeah. like a, he's like a child. But, hey... I mean, that's what you you knew you were going to get that yeah. with him. He puts up the game, he puts up the numbers. He's you know he's got to control himself better. But until then, good luck. He's the quickest to X amount of receptions and yards in yeah. NFL history. Yeah, he's a superstar. That's for yeah. sure. But I forgot who I was listening to, but sometime today it's like Odell's getting hyped up about this, and they're saying, "Well, is he in the wrong, or is the rest of the team in the wrong?" Because they're not getting upset that they're losing. Because they were playing a good game, and then they kind of blew it there at the end, and Odell's sitting there crying on the sideline. And no, I'll give him. Look, he wants to win. He obviously has passion for the game, but you have to know where to draw that line. And I don't think he knows where that line. You got to know how to control it. Yeah, and that's what it's like. Of course, sometimes people are going to lose game and they'll throw their helmet down. They're going to do this and that. But as you get older, you, you shouldn't know how to contain that anger, that emotion. Maybe go and do it behind closed doors yeah. or something. Or go and, you know, your parents always made you go scream in a pillow or punch a pillow. Do something, you know, close the door in your room. So at least it's not like now everybody's talking about you, this and that. Because obviously if you're playing the NFL, hopefully you've got passion. And hopefully your teammates see that in another way than you just throwing a temper tantrum. It's like, come on, man. Like, you're a grown man. Like, why are you and acting this is, like this, that? This is week three. He had all these tantrums on the sideline. Let's not forget, he got fined in week two for an illegal hit, the same thing he was doing last year to Josh Norman. Like, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't know how to control himself and stop himself from going too far. Stop crying on the sidelines. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 But, no, yeah. but the other thing, I said it before, the Weston Richburg thing, he got ejected for having two unsportsmanlike or conversations. First time ever. Stupid. You know the rule. If you already have one, what the hell are you doing getting a second one? Like, that's, that's unexcusable. That you, can, you can understand being upset on the sideline. 
getting two penalties like that is inexcusable. I'm waiting for it to be somebody big, big. Like, I mean, I know that was a starting offensive lineman, but I'm waiting for it to be like a starting defensive back, a wide receiver, you know, somebody that's got that big pedigree type name to where it's like, or it'd be like a playoff or a meaningful game where it's like, oh my God, they just lost X player. They just lost, right, they lost Des Bryant. They let just me, lost let me, let me, let me put you on the spot. Who do you think is most likely to be the first one of those players? It Who's the big Odell? Odell. Odell. Because I think you also get suspended for the next game when you get those. Uh, my my first thought was Des. I could see Des. Des could. I, I Josh Norman seems to have calmed down a lot. I mean, it's going to be an it, most likely an offensive defensive lineman because those guys are going at it the whole time. Well, we said Richburg got uh, ejected in the Panthers' first game. It was a lineman. Trey, Trey Turner. He got yeah. one. Yeah, he didn't get ejected. No, but yeah, he yeah. Got, it's those. Pe- it's the lineman. Yeah. That seemed to be Phillip why are you shaking Scott your head, Caleb? Because we're not even going to go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to that. We yeah. The whole rule is dumb. Because these are these are talking penalties, and then you can sit there and, like, in game one, you can drill Cam Newton in his face 15 times, and you're not getting thrown out of the game. I thought we were moving forward. The, Bron- <laughs> the Broncos received more yardage from Trey Turner jumping up and down them headhunting Cam Newton yeah, all night. We got one one penalty called for us and it didn't even count. No. Which was what, bull in the well, they got the dude. Ward got fined again when he went for Luck's head. Mm-hmm. Um, they did get fined post game, but it's they, not going to stop until they start suspending players. It's always when you like they can take the game checks away, yeah. but until you make them sit out a full game and they show how it affects their team, then that's when it, some of that stuff will cool up. Yeah. But yeah. I could do this all night. Yeah, yeah we actually did an episode a couple weeks ago. I, I want to kind of talk, as anybody, this past week, all the about all the fall shows came back, mm-hmm. network TV-wise. Does anybody have one that they particular, or you know, that, that you watched this past week that you're just fired up about? Because there's one I kind of watched today that I thought was actually decently decently good. What do you anybody got? else? You guys fall TV? I just, most of the fall shows I watch, I mean, it falls under the ABC and a modern Family is one I just watched. Yeah, it came back with the fantastic it season was, premiere. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, best show, one of the best shows ever. Yeah, created. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Walking Dead fan, so I'm just waiting for that to come back. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Real quick, before we veer off, how do you feel about Fear the Walking Dead? It's okay. I've, I just caught up. Actually, I missed yeah. like the last three episodes. I it's gotten the better. Episode. These past three episodes, I thought have been some of the best best episodes. Couldn't agree more. I think these last couple yep. episodes have been the best. See, here's where I was. I was so disappointed in the show. I, I watched season one. I was okay with season one. Season two, I hated. I stopped watching. I Jacob thought, gave me a bunch of crap over yeah. over not watching it, and now everybody's like, "Oh, but these last three have been really good." I'm like, oh, "I don't want to catch up." <laughs> but see, Walking Dead is fantastic. Yeah. I think what they've done is great. But there, there were some seasons in Walking Dead you exactly. were like, Where did, what what's said, happening yeah. here? And that kind of reminded me of season two of Fear of the Walking Dead with the boat. Yeah. And it's like, let's do something. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so I, I think you should give it back. Yeah, because these, like I said, these past two have gotten darker. They've gotten that little edge of the Walking Dead, yeah. and it, it has gotten good. The one that I actually watched today, which I know we worked for, that pitch one with the woman, female, it's funny how all the plugs, all the game stuff they show is FS. Like, they're, they're pumping that FS1 hard. <laughs> Katie Nolan's on a TV. Colin Coward's on a TV. But surprisingly, it came out. I thought it's an interesting take. It's something that would be very wild if it was if it was true. And I thought they did a good job with it, and I'm interested to see where it goes. The one that I really enjoyed, the new one, uh, I know it's not going to be for everybody, and I mentioned this to you the other day, that I really enjoyed The Exorcist. It's a new Fox show. Not really based on the, the movie from the 70s. It's a lot of the same themes, but there's no, no characters carried over or anything. It's got the same feel. I had no expectations for it whatsoever, but it was very entertaining. But it is, it's a horror show, so not everybody's into that. Not everybody likes to watch horror, so I understand that. But it's, if you're into horror, at least give it a shot. I heard American Horror Story has their best season yet. It's I haven't watched wait, it yet. It's been crazy. I've got two sitting in the bank. I think I might want to wait and just let them build up and then burn through them. Because my wife's not a big fan, so it's just a time where I so have to burn through them. Does anybody watch American Horror Story? Well, you do. I, I, I watched the first I, two first seasons. I've jumped through seasons. a couple. So, it just depends on how they're doing it. So if anybody doesn't know about this show, it's the same cast every year, or at least most of the same cast, but they change the story. It's a different, each season is its own story. So it's never the same characters, it's never the same story, setting or anything. And the first season was good, the second season was okay, third season I really enjoyed, which was The Coven, The Witches. And then four and five were kind of, nah, four was terrible. Mm-hmm. This season, the way they're doing it is, if you've ever seen like 
on the Discovery Channel or uh, AME, something, whatever, where they do like the real haunting stories where they have the people that were haunted sitting in a room doing a documentary style and then they do reenactments. That's what they're doing. So like half the cast is the, re- the quote-unquote real people doing the, the t- camera interviews and then the other half is the reenactors. And it's it's a really interesting way of doing it, and the story's been great. It's been it hasn't been cheesy at all, which American Horror Story can do sometimes. So it's I really uh, recommend that one too. Two others will go back from the horror, but uh, this is us. I was a, I was a big Parenthood fan, like big family shows like that. This is us. It's really it's uh, to me after the first episode, completely different than any other kind of like drama family kind of stuff. Really good if you had a chance. And then comedy-wise, Speechless. Speechless. To me, it was hilarious. It's basically about a kid who's got down, or cerebral palsy, and his mom is just like the super protective. She's the helicopter hel- mom. Yeah. She's always everywhere. around, wants everything perfect for her kid. And, and it's, it's it's really, really good comedy-wise. Of course, you've got um, Blackish coming back with the Disney World. He's allergic to cats, Tom, so he's got to stay away from the cat. <laughs> Mika tried to get near Caleb Combs. He's allergic to cats, so that's why he stood up. Um, Blackish was, as always, good. When the Goldbergs comes back, oh, that one came back. That was fantastic. Middle hasn't come back yet. Um, All right. Yeah. So, so while we're on this, real quick, um, we for people who don't know, I know you guys aren't Survivor fans. Jacob and I are. We started a uh, <laughs> a fantasy game last week using the show Survivor. Where Greg Kaylee, Jacob and I, and then Jacob's wife, Jerianna, we all picked teams based on the players that are involved, and we picked them completely without knowing anything about them. We just went off bios and pictures on the website. So last week was the season premiere of Survivor. The first person to be eliminated was a woman by the name of Rachel, who was on Jerianna's team. So Jerianna now is down a person. The way the scoring is working, each week that somebody gets eliminated, they get a point. So it's the first person out gets one point, second person out gets two. So Jerrion is leading right now with one point, but she now has one less player than the rest of us. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. Obviously, you guys don't watch the show, so you can't really contribute to that. But for people who do enjoy Survivor, that was a little update for our it's game. It's like fantasy reality TV. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but we make, like I said, we, we make try to make competitions out of stuff, yeah. and that was one that we came up with. So, yeah, should be good. Everybody's in touch with Jerrion. So. You all watch Bloodline? Don't watch both. No, I do not. Ooh, I suggest. Yeah? Yes, highly recommend. Um, it, they just announced that the third season will be the final season. I didn't okay. see that. I'd never seen the show, but I saw that. I, and that's I, the oil, right? The, no, it's, no, it's um, about a family down in Key West, and they have a lot of secrets, and they own a hotel okay. down there. Okay. It, what network? Uh, Netflix. 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 Okay, so okay. you can binge. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, always solid. I, that's... Going back to the Fear of the Walking Dead, I think that as the Netflix binging has changed how I watch TV. Because yeah. unless there's a show that I really love, Game of Thrones or mm-hmm. the ABC comedies or whatever, I don't watch them regularly on a weekly basis. I'll save up an entire season and just burn through them. And Netflix allows you to do that. And you know, I was I was like three seasons late on um, Walking Dead, and I started out on Netflix and binged on the first three, and yeah. it got me hooked. Yeah. And now it's so painful waiting a week between <laughs> yeah. episodes. But other than that, like I said, I still got a couple left on the DVR to watch. But it's been – I'm glad everything's back. But now it's like I was gone this weekend, so it just – the DVR just built up. So now you got to sit there and chunk back through. Cuts I've made, not doing not doing a, how to get away with murder no, anymore. I that one. I'm done with that. It was the same repetitive thing over and over. And Quantico, I stopped with that last year midway. Just it, just how – you know, and, and like I said – as Tom knows, I used to go through, I'd give everything a chance and give it a three-episode burn. Now, with time being so valuable and stuff, I've, you can, I hate getting into a show and loving a show and they cancel it after one season. And now, with, though, though I, I was able to watch a lot of shows, I can tell when one's going to get canceled or not. So I may watch it. Now, the one I know we've all been looking forward to is that Timeless which yeah, is next, I is it next Monday? It's October 3rd. Sorry, yeah, next, next Monday. Monday. Or this, yeah, this upcoming Monday. Yeah. But that one... I'm hoping. I have high hopes. I mean, they beat in my head with all the commercials, so I'm here's, hoping it's here's good. My thing. I'm a sucker for time travel. Yeah, I love time travel movies. I love time travel TV shows, and the fact that it's a basically it looks like detectives following a criminal through history and going to major events in, yeah. in past history looks great to me. Yeah, and 
If it is crap, I'm going to be disappointed, but I think it looks pretty good. Okay. I mean, the, all the previews show the Hindenburg disaster. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, do we want? Let's go ahead and jump to the trivia. Let's do the trivia challenge. Oh, we're going we to have, trivia. Huh? We have decided. Well, we'll save the we'll save the notebook for a little bit later. We have decided that we're going to do three questions this week, just to a, mix it up. It is a best of three. So, so we, and we've got the last big bottle here, so that's why we busted out the three. So, as always, our sponsor, thank you, Triple Whammy Sauces. Yep. Uh, we They do a uh, promo on their website. If you want to buy an order from them, go on their website, put in the promo code, The Beard's Watching, get 25% off your order. Caleb and Caleb have never been here before, so they haven't had an opportunity to taste it yet, but you will be hooked after tonight. So, we are playing, what do we got? The All Wait, this sauce. is like our first. This is like our, our first trivia in a while. We just, we've been doing the giveaways because we've only had one guest. So now we actually get to bust the trivia. So back it's, a, it's a bottle of the all-purpose sauce. They also have honey mustard and the sweet heat. Yep. Uh, so the way we do this, we have a trivia question. This week, three questions. Like I said, best of three. So first of two gets it right. Uh, we have custom-tailored trivia questions for you guys. Yeah. So do we just shout out our names? Well, uh, no, no, it'll, you'll each get an answer. So okay. it's the Price is Right rules, uh, closest without going over. So we have a Hornets question and a Panthers question, and then a tiebreaker if, uh, if you're tied. And if we're still tied, if they're not tied, we're still going to throw it out there anyway, right. just for love. That's true, too. Yeah. All right, so the Hornets question first. Uh, both Charlotte Hornets fans, like you said, both from Charlotte. Uh, Del Curry played for the Hornets. Steph Curry, Seth Curry, local products. What is the total number of points that the Curry family has scored in the NBA? Del, Steph, and Steph. Steph and Seth, hard to say. Regular season and playoffs. Total <laughs> amount of points. Closest without going over. Without going okay, over. Okay, so how do we do this? You want us to write them down? No, you just, we'll, you go, say Caleb, you we'll say go Caleb Combs first on this one. We'll go Caleb Smith first on the second one. Wow, that one's tough. Um, I'll go 12,000. 12,000. 12, I'm going to have to go over on that one because I know Steph's got a ton, so I'm going to have to say 12,001. Perfect strategy. The answer is 25,889. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to go bold like 20,000 when you went over. Well, I knew it was more. I just didn't know how much more. Okay. Dell has just shot at 13,000. Steph has 12,5. And Seth has 302 points. Okay. Uh, Miko, Miko wants in on this no, one. <laughs> we're, keeping him, we're keeping him away so Caleb's not getting busted right. out anaphylactic shots. So second question, it's hard to do closest off going over on this one, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Carolina Panthers have been in existence since, what, 95? Yep. Is that mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What is their total record since 95? Playoffs and regular season, what is their record? Caleb Smith, you go <laughs> first on this one. All right, so I can't even do the math on that season, so I'm just going to throw in. 176 and let's say 200? 176, 200? Okay. Definitely a losing record. Um, I'll go 202 and 229. Caleb Smith has won the bottle of sauce. He nailed the wins. Yeah, he nailed the wins. Six, wow. 176, 178, and 1. Yeah, they you forgot to tie. So they are two games right. below 500. So bonus question. That is impressive. Yeah. When you said it, I was like, did you cheat? Like, you know I didn't tell anybody anything. I was like, wow, he actually got that. So, okay. Jero, you want to ask the So I'm going to ask this one. Caleb, if you win this one, I will give you a smaller bottle of sauce just out of compliments awesome. of you. Tyler. Damn. So, so you can, we can spread the wealth. Um, you both get stickers. Okay, so we all went problem. to Hopewell, yep. right? What is Hopewell's football record right now? <laughs> this season. This, this season. Not, this not season, total. not total, just this season right now. They've they've played Five a games. total of seven games. Six, 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 six games. Six games. Uh, I'm going to say two and five. Okay. Well, six games. Six games. Six games. Two and four. Two and okay. four and two. Damn it, you are terrible at this point. One and five. One and five. I'm not shocked. They won their first game and had lost five straight. So Tom Parkman can't attest to this. I am terrible at trivia. I, I go to trivia for beer. <laughs> we see that. We see that. Okay, all right. So congratulations to Caleb Smith. You won the yeah. bottle of sauce. Thank you. Uh, Tyler always appreciates if you make something with it, maybe post a picture. Yeah. They'll, they'll share it on the social yeah, media. We had one of our... 
Max, Max Harnett, who uh, Caleb Combs knows, he made soft pretzels and used their honey mustard as his dipping sauce. Take, took a picture. Tyler shared it. And it's it actually on his website. Yeah. Tyler's website. So there you go. But yeah. All right. So it's time to move the notebook to the notebook. Okay. So Tom, do you want to give a quick synopsis <laughs> of what it is? We have a book. Random questions. Most of them written by Jerry Anna. Some of them written by some other people. Uh, We'll have each of the guests ask one of the questions that are in there. We answer it. All of us answer it. Mm-hmm. If you see a name next to it, Caleb, like mm-hmm. if it says from so-and-so, read the name. Otherwise, they're all from Jeriana. If they have a check next to it, it's already been used. Don't ask that. And there's a pen there, so check off whichever one you use. That was actually pretty good, Tom. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> he did not have a note card or anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I picked this one just because I'm very interested in everybody's answer. Would you rather have Taylor Swift write a song about you or, or post a selfie with Kim K? Wow. Well, that's an easy one for me. I'll take this right off the bat. It's easy. Yeah. I hate Kim Kardashian and all the Kardashian clan. <laughs> and if you have Taylor Swift write a song about you, it means you were at least dating her for a little while. Yeah, so I'm true. going T-Swift. I, I wish it said, like, a breakup song because, uh, ooh. Yeah, I'd go Taylor Swift, too. I'm not really a big Kim K fan. Taylor Swift write a song. Okay, so I'm torn on this one. That's why <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Right. I, need, I needed y'all to help me with this. Because if it's like Kim K and one of those like viral pictures she takes, yeah, I kind of would like to be in it. <laughs> if she gets like over fifty thousand retweets on it, and yeah. it's her naked, yeah, or, or if Ray J's there, who knows? <laughs> um, 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 but if, like you said, Tom, if Taylor Swift's writing a song about you, yeah, there's a means, reason she's writing a song. It means you probably got one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. I'm going to go with Taylor Swift as well. <laughs> After all that? Yeah, because I, I think I would... See, here's the other... I'd rather break her heart. The yeah. other twist to this, too, is... She's crazy. You're going to look at it as one of two ways. Either you're going to have drama with Taylor Swift, or you're going to have drama with Kanye. I'd rather have the drama with Taylor Swift. I don't want anything to do with Kanye. That's very I true. don't know. With Taylor Swift, it might be drama with Kanye. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean... Who knows? Let me interrupt you real quick. Exactly. <laughs> or she, they're recording your conversation, man. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I'm also going to pick Taylor on this. I am a low-key Taylor Swift fan, so easy pick for me. I don't. Like I've it. always wondered what it would be like. She's crazy. Like she's got to be legitimately like, like to be that talented. There's got like it's which is she is multi, obviously multi-talented, but like it's she look at all the people she's dated and they when they every time they get done with her. Every time they break up or it's over, like it's every time she's done with them. Yeah, it's got like something comes out like she just got to be crazy. And I can say this because I was sixteen when she was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen-year-old Taylor Swift. Oh, (laughs) phenomenal! That's where you got to look at it. Like making a How I Met Your Mother reference. Does she? Where is she on the crazy hot scale? Yeah. Yeah, but eventually, regardless of how hot they are, you end up going like. Do I want to put up with this person's shit? True. Because regard, like at some point, like every, we've all had past relationships where you're just like, is it worth it anymore? Like yeah. I would much like the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like there's always that's, yeah, there's always other people out there, and it's just like regardless of the I get the crazy hot scale, but hopefully they know how to like you can maybe coax a little crazy so they they quit a little bit of crazy. So so here's a question I'll throw out. She's been tied to a lot of celebrities, a lot of celebrities, especially recently. She goes through them on like a monthly basis. Do you think that she's actually in love with these people? Or at this point, is she legitimately trying to date as many people as possible just to get more material? Ooh, uh, I mean, she's what? She's, I think she's 27, 26, 27 yeah. now, right? So she's roughly our age over here in this, this side of the room. Yeah, yeah, I'm old. I get it. <laughs> And she's got all the money you could ever ask for. Yeah. I mean, she could buy an island and still have some change left over. I think she's just having fun. Like, she can date whoever she wants because I'm of who she is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to me, like, if you were of that caliber and you hadn't met somebody that just swept you off your feet, why not have a little fun? I mean, I... I, mean, I, com- I completely understand that, but you look at some other celebrities that, quote-unquote, go through a lot of men. Yeah. And she's like tripled that. She's like yeah. rapid fire going through yeah. them. So I, I know it probably is that she's actually in love with these and more power to her. It was just part of me was like, maybe she's doing this just to get more material. Maybe it's a calculated thing. Even though all these people are mean to her, all the bad blood leads to teardrops on her guitar. Whoa! <laughs> what a drop there! 
What a drop, man. I think half of it is getting, like, because we all thought who with Calvin Harris, we all thought she was real Calvin Harris, and then all of a sudden she's with Hiddleton or whatever Loki. his name is. Loki. Yeah, and, and maybe she's just doing it to make an album about going behind people's backs, and I don't know. She's getting material and she's having fun. Here, excuse my ignorance. I, I don't keep up on all the youngster pop culture. Is Calvin Harris English? Is he British? I have no clue. He, he, is. Is. he is. He is. Because she was with Ed Sheeran and then Tom Middleston. So she's going through the British phase right she, now, right? Well, she, she went to a couple of Jonas Brothers. and <laughs> Yeah, she went through the she went through Teen a phase. She yeah. went through the Disney phase. Now she's yeah, on to the yeah, British yeah, phase. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so sooner or later, she'll get around to the uh, middle class TV producers in Charlotte, North Carolina phase. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Just notice you have a Taylor Swift Rolling yeah. Stones poster. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You just did, you see, did you see who's next to Taylor Swift? Yeah. Someone you oh, know? Yeah, someone you know. Top, small. I mean, it's small. <laughs> small. Small. Shout out. Great intern. There you go. I'll, I'll make sure we Snapchat her and tell her that we gave her a shout out. Yeah. She'll give us a listen. Yeah, that was, I got that in college. That was a good college find. It was. Yeah. The Taylor Swift, not the Amanda Smith. I have the Jessica Simpson Housewife of the Year Rolling Stones poster. Oh, nice. Friend. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, Kayla Smith, where's your uh, question? What's your question? So... I'm going with, would you rather go the rest of your life wearing no shirt or no pants? Oh. Ooh. That's easy. <laughs> All right, go for it, though. <laughs> no pants. I don't want anybody seeing my stomach. <laughs> 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 Ever. Uh, now, wait. Th- does that mean, do you still get to wear underwear? I, I would assume so. I would so. assume you get to wear drawers. Commando. So, of yeah. course, it's got to be no pants. Because if you can at least wear drawers, you're covered up. Like It's like you're wearing small shorts. Exactly. So you're small, and a lot of people do wear those chubbies. Like they already have, they're wearing boxers already. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would go. I would go no pants, obviously, with with boxers or whatever your underwear choice may be. Yeah, I uh, I'm not really in shape. I'm not even close to being in shape. <laughs> oh, you're in shape, round yeah, shape. Round shape. <laughs> I got a gut. Let's cover that up. I'm pretty pretty <laughs> nice legs. I got pretty nice legs. I'll admit okay. it. So I'll go. I'll go with no pants. All right. I'd also take no pants. Most of my time spent at home is I have no pants on. No. There you go. <laughs> Hey, you know, we've, we've been in agreement for a lot of this stuff tonight, so all of us are going no pants and hanging out with Taylor Swift. Yeah, sounds like a party. <laughs> sounds like, a sounds party. like her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that. That was fantastic. So, uh, does, uh, does anybody else have anything they want to shout yeah, you out? Come prepared, Caleb. I just want to thank y'all because oh. I, I've been trying to do this for two months and <laughs> had to wait, weasel my way in here. Yeah. So I appreciate it. It's been fun. Well, thank you I for really coming on. And all, all we say is just share it on your, yep. on your, all your social yep. medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, yeah. Did you want to do the, the social media? I mean, we still got a couple minutes. This might, this might be one of the shorter, it's not shorter, but. We're at 58 minutes, so we can keep rolling or we can wrap it up regardless. Does anybody have anything did else? You, did you bring anything? You asked me today if you needed to prepare anything. No, and you told me no. I didn't, okay. even, know, I didn't even know I was coming in here until noon <laughs> <That's> today. <laughs> can, we, can we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So go, coming in this morning, Caleb and I were at work. We are coming out of a meeting, and I asked him if he was good for the podcast. And he was like, yeah, yeah, Thursday. And I was like, no, it's tonight, man. He's like, oh, okay. So he comes back later, and he says, listen. I said, okay, if I bring someone, I got a date tonight. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's fine by me if it's fine by her. Went back and forth a couple of times. She was coming. She wasn't coming. Turns out she's not coming. She was not here. Otherwise, it would have been really awkward to bring herself. So she just canceled. She didn't want to be on the podcast. Had to reschedule. What was the deal? So I was supposed to go to her place for dinner tonight. So I called around noon and I said, hey, just to let you know, I've had this thing scheduled for like two months and I'm really excited about it. You're more than welcome to come. They said it was okay. Please come on. And she's like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm really busy at work. Let me see where I get, but I think I can come. She said she's coming and then around three, she's like, hey, Caleb, are you going to be mad if I don't come? (laughs) And I'm like, no, that's okay. So she canceled the date on me. All right, so I won't go too deep. We won't throw out her name or anything. Just to her name's Ashley. Oh, there it is. All right, all right. Yeah, let him do it. Was this? It was it a first date? No. So this we've been seeing each other for about two weeks. All right. So yeah, it's still yeah. kind of new. Young it love. Is, it is still new. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but she's great. She's at home right now. I'm sure she'll listen to this. So things. <laughs> nice. Well, Ashley, we'll say this. It would have been fun if you were on. We wouldn't have been too mean. So it, we're disappointed that you didn't come. But, how'd you guys meet? 
Okay. So <laughs> my best friend's wife works with her okay. and introduces us. I just got out of a long-term relationship. Will she be listening? God of mine. And um, just got out of a long-term relationship uh, about four or five months ago. And uh, my friend's wife said, it's time for you to meet somebody and introduce me to Ashley. And we hit it off really quick. And it's been going great. Cool. So she canceled on me today. <laughs> See, now, I was secretly hoping that this was like a Tinder date and it was the first one because it would have completely changed how we approach this podcast. I, I, wild. I don't do Tinder. Really? Yeah. I'm a little scared. He doesn't yeah. need to now. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. He's I not on Tinder. Yeah, he's got some. Like, two weeks, come on. Yeah. I'll tell you, Tinder, not as good as Bumble. Bumble's way better. That's what I hear. We just got to get Tom on a date. That's how we're trying to do in this world. But that's the thing. It's like Tom's a great guy. I think he could definitely make Thank a woman you. happy. Thank you. He, he could. <laughs> just gotta I did not pay him to the, the key that. for him is not getting so so much social anxiety where he won't refuse to go up and talk to her. That's true. Let's see. Yeah. Are, you, are you like Raj from Bang, Big Bang Theory? You need a couple of Dr. Peppers before I you go talk. Talk. It's just not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, hey, game, my game is not existed. Me neither. Yeah. But Caleb, any Smith, you want to throw out anything? You're going to a wedding this week. I've got a little. Uh, is it okay if I oh, throw another question right. out there? You yeah. throw a question. Oh, and we got to give a shout out for what he brought too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Caleb, Listen, Caleb. What, what, what was your contribution tonight, Caleb? Yeah. This is a Carolina Panthers Coke bottle from 1993. It's the. It world. is. It is dated October 26, 1993. Tom, don't drink it. Welcome <laughs> to the Carolinas. Coke. Nice. Bottle. How terrible do you think that Coke would taste? Probably as good as they taste now. <laughs> It's <laughs> not that great. But, uh, I was just looking around the room and I see some Game of Thrones stuff, and I was wondering. Yes. I'm torn sure. with this too. But who do you guys think is the most attractive woman on Game of Thrones? Oh wow! Well, to me, it's not even that much of a question. We had a couple weeks ago. We did a, uh, a countdown of our favorite female celebrities. Number two on my list was Rose Leslie, who plays Egret, the wildling. Yeah, love her. Ginger Irish girl, accent awesome. Love her. She's really? my favorite. Oh, yeah. And that's not on show anymore. What about yeah. you? No. I, I think it's clearly Daenerys. Yeah, Emma, Amelia Clark. Yeah. yeah. yeah A lot of people are very, smoke very happy with Amelia. And I like her brunette. I like her blonde. Yeah. Dice it, chop it, whatever you want to say, man. <laughs> she, she brings she brings the heat. She Literally. And physically. And they said she wasn't going to do any more nude scenes, but this last season... Well, no, she said she wouldn't do them for free anymore. They would have to pay her more if she did any nude scenes. So that's what it was. Like, her first season, when it was a brand new season, this is her first gig she's ever done, was Game of Thrones. And, of course, so she's going to be like, okay, well, I'll do whatever. And then after she had about, what, five or six of them in season one, she was like, if you want to see any more of the tatas or the down low, like, it's got to be... You're paying me like a million, like it was like a million dollars anytime she 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 threw the girls out. So that's why it hasn't been so many. But and I heard I saw an interview with her where she said she's fine with doing the scene as long as it projects the story, as long as it progresses the storyline. She didn't want any more casualness. Yeah, she didn't just want to be walking out naked, like in the one scene when the you know when the. When the temple burns down, mm-hmm. and she walked out. Obviously, if she would have been full of clothes. It'd been like, wait a second, she got fire retardant clothes when she was just in those rags. So, you know, she's fine with doing it. But they she, are. Gonna she didn't want to be the girls in the brothel just standing around. And, and you could notice that in like season five or four when she was sleeping with Dario Naharis, they made sure not to show anything, yeah. even though they were clearly it's the just, TV move where everybody's hugging the sheet. Yeah, sitting yeah. naked on the bed. And they wanted to do like she's made because like, that would have, regardless if you saw her or not. It wouldn't have really progressed the mm-hmm. the movie there, or the the scenes. I do so. want to bring this up because we skipped over it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Emmys were last week or the two weeks ago, and Game of Thrones has now broken the record for most total Emmys for a show. Yeah, it is the most awarded show. Caleb shaking his head. Have you never seen an episode? Never of Game seen of episode. Oh, well, you gotta get <laughs> on that, man. Yeah. yeah, I know. You can just yeah. wait until this next that. season ends because it's our last one. Okay, no, I have two, oh, yeah, two more. Well, they're gonna split it up. I thought. It's yeah, well, it's five, five and five. No, seven, 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 and seven. And seven. Well, so we think. They haven't said how many are in the final season. They said I think they have it's, like 15. Oh, it could be, it's like seven this season and then six to eight next year, so. But I'm thinking this year it's going to be seven, but they're going to be like an hour and 15, hour 30. Because that season finale was, well, it was like an almost an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that was long, you know. So. So we've been talking for a while, Caleb, that uh, we're going to 
binge through Game of Thrones again, start from season one and watch them again. So when we do that, we'll, th- we'll throw you the yeah. invite so you can yeah. actually watch. Call yeah. me. I'll be here. Definitely. I promise. Cause it's I only, right now, it's only 60 hours of television. <laughs> that's not, I, I have nothing but time. There we go. <laughs> let's do it. So let's just send it off with give the social right, medias we, out we to you. We do the rundown? Yep. All right, so... Follow us on Facebook at the Beards Watch Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Beards Watch. I'm at it's me, it's TMP. Jacob is at J Roll Nation. We gave the triple whammy shout out, but once again, just follow them on all their social media. Go to their website, use the promo code Beards Watch, get yourself 25% off. Got to take a breath there. <laughs> Caleb and Caleb want people to follow you on social media. Give them a shout out. Who wants to go? <laughs> I honestly don't know my social media. Um, <laughs> Jacob tagged me on a couple things on yeah. Facebook and Instagram, so. Yeah. Well, we'll tag you. So, okay. okay. Caleb Combs. Mine's at Caleb Combs, K A L E B C O M B S. There you go. Easy. All right. All right. Well, thank you both for coming on. Yes, a lot right. of fun. Have a good time. We'll have you back. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and crack this last beer for Shoddy Low as we send it off to the Dano. And we'll just make sure, you know, rest in peace. Shalty low. I got two friends. I'm in my prime. I feel like a new Wayne. How come there is two women? But ain't no two ways. I don't know what you do, but I do things. It's Mr. Every time you see me, got a new change. My flow crazy. I ain't too sane. But I see it's poop